Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Final half an hour of the program before we turn it over to the mayor of Maple Valley coming up at the top of the hour with his hottest hot takes in all of sports, uh, the mayor, Ian Furness. I'm looking at a website right now of our next guest who's going to join us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. You go to fishstots.com right now and meet our guides, and there is a, a fantastic picture of our next guest, Mariners pitching coach Mel Stoudemire Jr., who joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Hi, Mel. How are you? No, I'm good. I, I don't know if you want to define that as a fantastic picture, but it, it's a picture. Oh, you look great. great. You're holding up. What is what is that? I think a, a bass in your hand? You look great. Uh, yeah, that was probably a bass. Yeah. If you scroll through the website, you'll probably find more steelhead and salmon. But yeah, uh, yeah I would have yeah, guessed happy place. Yeah, I would have guessed trout. I, but I don't know. I don't know my river fish near as well as I should. But that that's a big fish. I mean, you 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 clearly are a master. Of the fishing business, you win sure. every time you go out, sure. right? <laughs> sure, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I think getting to know you a little bit over the years, Mel, I think that uh, you might be a pretty fun guy to have on to to just talk not only fishing, a little baseball, but just whatever comes uh, comes to mind. I think you'd be a hell of a guy. I think you can you can kind of spin spin <laughs> a story a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a great outlet. Uh, in the off season to get away from the game, but I, I never really get away from it. You know, my dad comes over, brings groups. We spend a lot of time together. He's my business partner, and uh, people that do get in the boat that maybe weren't weren't aware that that uh, I'm in the game somehow. You know, throughout the course of the day, they'll they'll ask me how long I fish, and if I do this twelve months of the year, and it'll lead into a baseball conversation. So. Right. Uh, I love people, love to make people happy, and, and I have lots of stories. I'm, I'm curious about one of the things you said there, Mel, and then we'll get to some baseball stuff. But in terms of, you, you know, you, if you're baseball 24-7, you're going to burn yourself out, and you're probably not going to be as good at your job as you need to be. Are you able during the season, whether you're traveling or even here at home, to, to work that in, to say, okay, I'm going to get up really early this morning, go fish for five or six hours, clear my head out a little bit, and then be in a little bit better mood when I get to work? <laughs> what do you mean a better mood? Well, you know what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, un, un, I don't know if I want to use the word unfortunately, but really the, the job description of of being a coach in today's world is is really changed. It's it's much more demanding. You know, with analytics and and scouting reports and films that come in, and it, it it's changed things. We get to the ballpark, you know, so much earlier. Uh, than we used to as coaches. I remember my dad, when he got out in 2008, he said, you know, the game's really changed. And uh, not only players, but just how, how it's viewed and, and the work that goes into it. And it's for you younger guys. So uh, I, my off days, if if I'm back to, uh, out west uh, in, in a good place, I have my spots that I enjoy fishing and I do get away from it. Uh, at the end of the day, I am able to go back to my hotel room if I'm on the road and uh, do some some fishing stuff and answer people's emails and and get away from it. Uh, and if you don't have that, you know that source, it can eat you up in right. a hurry. Right, right. That was kind of my point. Yeah, right. Mel, how much of the players changed? I mean, we've heard this. I mean, every it's always the get off my lawn generation. Back in my day, we pinched uh, we pitched four hundred innings and never came out of a game, and we pitch every three days. But but now we see it. It's the starting pitch. It's changed a little bit. I mean, have how much have you seen that from your playing career now into your coaching career with players uh, in particular? Well, 
I don't. I, I'm not going to say that the players have changed because you still have guys like, you know, Mike Leak and Felix Hernandez and the Klubers and Keichels and and those guys that still pitch their 200 innings and they still have the same mindset. I, I think what's changed is uh, us as organizations, as as coaches, uh, and how we prepare our, our players through minor league systems. The uh, you know the the bullpens, the prominent bullpens, and the nastiness, uh, and and the way that that the game has has changed in turning the ball over to those guys much sooner in the game, not allowing guys to get through the lineup three times. Uh, it, it has changed. I don't think the guys that have been around a while and that are seasoned veterans that their mindset has changed, and they have a difficult time. I think, uh, adapting to the change. Mel, speaking of changes, I want to ask you about uh, the guy right at the top of the rotation. We're all watching Felix, and it takes a big man to, to go through these things and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change a little bit of how I pitch. I'm not the young guy I once was. I can't completely overwhelm guys with power. i got to do some other things. What he's going through is is it's fun for me to watch as an observer. I'm sure it's a it's a difficult thing for him. How much of what he's doing and how much of what you're doing with him is is mental and getting him to realize, hey, I can't just overpower guys and blow it by guys anymore all the time. And how much of it is physical? The idea, hey, you have to change a little bit of how you pitch now because of who you are and who you want to become in the back half of your career. Yeah, I think it's parts of both. But I think the real, the biggest adjustment is the mindset and buying into it. And, you know, Felix Hernandez has got a lot of pride in, uh, as a man and a pitcher. He may fail to to recognize that and sitting down and having one-on-one conversations, but deep down I can tell you he, he knows or has a better understanding of the type of pitcher that he is today. The, uh, so that, that's been an adjustment and, uh, I think he's given into it. And I also think that he's enjoyed and he's embraced that, that little different twist and style of, of kitchen. And he's enjoying getting some outs on the ground and not going as deep in counts. And he's still going to get a share of, of strikeouts. The physical part is, and, and the one thing that we have to balance is going into games is not trying to do too much and wipe guys out too early. And that's one of the things that gets him in trouble, like we saw in San Francisco, when he when he goes out and tries to throw the ball by guys and get you know get into that power mode. And that's basically, I mean, let's face it, that's how he used to used to pitch, wipe guys out. Right. He knows that gets him in trouble when he takes that approach and that that mentality into the game. And he got to be able to kind of stay within himself. We've heard that phrase a lot with with pitchers, with young pitchers. But, you know, this is a guy that's been really, really good. So I've had to respect what he's done in the game. But I'm at the same, you know, in the same breath, understand that he needs to make some changes and really enjoying what he's doing when he's having success doing it that way. Fishing guide extraordinaire and Mariners pitching coach Mel Stoudemire Jr. joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He threw a ton of pitches last night, uh, did uh, James Paxton, Mel, but at the end of the day, he gave up one run against a very potent offense well it, it, it is a very potent offense and it's, it's an offense that can really hit the fastball and james paxton it happens to be his best pitch you know the the springer guy at the top of the lineup he's uh, he's hurt a lot of guys in the game when you get behind and throwing fastball and that's 
That's what James did. Uh, pitched a brilliant game last night. If you watched the game, the guys were on the dish trying to take his fastball away from him and uh, control the outer half of the plate. And, uh, you know, he had some deep counts, threw a lot of fastballs, had a really good cutter last night. I'd like to see him maybe use his breaking ball uh, a, a little more early in the game, something that he can use in early and middle counts to get guys off the fastball. But uh, James is a warrior, man. He's worked so hard to, to get where he is today. And, you know, I think – the, the thing that's really separated him from being in that, you know, that Sale and Kluber group is to be able to, to stay and remain healthy throughout the course of a season, and we're hoping he can do that this year. So far, so good on the back half of the rotation. I guess Gonzalez has had, you know, his last outing, especially was probably a lot shorter than you'd like it to be. Leak's been terrific, and Gonzalez hasn't been by any stretch of the imagination. He looks like he can he can fulfill this role. Uh, kind of some thoughts on three and four right now, and where you stand there, Coach. You know, Marco's still a young pitcher in terms of major league experience, and he's going to have his growing pains. You know, he's going to have some wrecks every now and then. But, uh, uh, you know, his first outing was, was really good, and what he did to, to to do that was to control counts and pitch aggressively and, and stay in good counts. He knows the type of stuff that he has and and what he's got to do. So uh, we're, we're still waiting on a Rosmo Ramirez who's going to go out on one more rehab start uh, and then he's going to be available to us, you know, hopefully barring nothing happens there. So we like what he did last year for us, and we're kind of still waiting waiting to get him back healthy. And uh, it, it's it's never a great situation to wait to, to turn around and get him back to the top of the rotation. But, you know, you mentioned Mike Leak and what he offers to this club. He, he keeps himself in games. He's, he's a seasoned vet. He knows how to pitch. He's – can do a lot of different things, and, and he's off to a nice start. So, you know, with those three, and we keep those guys healthy, it, it's going to make our four and five better and, and let those guys work through their growing pains. Mel, one last thing for you. What, what What's the key tonight for uh, Miranda? Aaron Miranda has to. I mean, we all know the, the weapons that he has. Last year he had a, had a great first half. He's got to be able to command his fastball so that his split can play off of that. It's uh, never a good situation for him where he's not getting his fastball in there. It doesn't mean he has to throw a lot of them. It just means that when he does use them, it has to mean something in the at-bats because he's got a good split. He's got a uh, you know a slider that's kind of work in progress, but this is a club that handles the fastball. He's going to have to get his heater in in good spots and use his share of splits. It would be a real shame too if one of his fastballs got away and hit George Springer in the ribs tonight. But you know that would be <laughs> just oh, you know just a shame, Mel. Uh, for me as a fan, it would just I would feel bad if if somehow some way a fastball got a little inside and, and hit Springer in the ribs and he had to leave the game. But hey, you know we don't wish anything like that, right? No, we don't. But I like your style. There's <laughs> never anything wrong with making guys uncomfortable. Yeah, we we tend to look at the game maybe a little differently than you know a professional pitching coach who might not want to come on with us do uh, jokesters and go, yeah, let's hit him in the ribs. <laughs> hey, biggest fish you ever caught, Mel? Uh, well, freshwater was a what sixty-two pound salmon. Wow! <laughs> and you know, steelhead that are you know the, the coastal steelhead over here. Most of them are in the twelve to fifteen pound and. Uh, I got I got a 25 pounder on the Clearwater. It's kind of our home waters. Yeah, it's uh, 
I think I've been fishing longer than I've been throwing a baseball. That's awesome. Great stuff. We love having you on. We'd love to have you on again. You're a great friend of the program. It's been great. Good luck tonight. Always enjoy it, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Right, there he is. Uh, Thanks, Mel, Mel Stoudemire, Jr., pitching coach uh, for the Mariners. And again, if you want to fish, he's got a, a guiding service, fishthoughts.com right now. Hey, can I make, can I do a little plug for, sure. a, for a Mariners magazine? You know, I, I write for the Mariners magazine, yes. which, you know, you can question my credibility on anything I say about the M's. Uh, uh, get a Mariner magazine tonight when you go to the game after you stop by uh, Puck's pregame party at uh, at Henry's, right? Yeah, five to seven, drinking vodka. Uh, drinking vodka with Puck, and then you go in and you'll be nice and loosey-goosey. Get yourself a Mariner magazine, and we've got a feature in there that I wrote on Ryan Roland Smith awesome. and what it was like for him to be, you know, it's one thing to Australia, come from Australia and be a major leaguer. What about all those years he spent in the minor leagues in these little backwater bergs? What was that like for a guy from Australia? All right, uh, we'll cut gas loose. He's got to go catch a ferry. He's got things to tidy up. He's got I've responsibilities. Got, I've got things to do. I'm helping the community be a better place. You are. People and I can the, do that by leaving here and, and not has, talking with you and He has to Ian. call the elderly. we got to help uh, the elderly. The mayor of Maple Valley coming up next. We'll find out what's happening on his show at 1 o'clock.